Hello, and welcome to the Grand Cinema Hotel, a podcast hosted by three friends who love cinema. I'm Alvaro, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Nathan and Gus. Tonight, you will be staying in Room 108, Come On, Come On, the dramatic masterpiece by director Mike Mill. So go ahead, get comfortable, and throw up that Do Not Disturb sign as we discuss Come On, Come On. So should I call you, like, Papa or Dad or just Johnny? What's going on, all you nieces and nephews? Thanks for checking back in the Grand Cinema Hotel. Happy Thanksgiving from us to you. We hope you guys had a good one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Super thankful for everyone who supported the podcast so far. Uh, it was a good holiday weekend. I hope you guys had a good time. How did you guys do? Yeah, I had a good one. Spent some time with some family. Ate way too much food. Yeah. Saw you made movie. food, right, Nate? Yeah, yeah. I did make made some turkey and stuff and all the good stuff. So wow. it was nice. I'm going to have to get some of Nate's Thanksgiving food next year. I, hey, I got you. <laughs> we have plenty right now. <laughs> you want some leftovers. I helped with the Thanksgiving this year. Um, my mother-in-law made the... We didn't do turkey this year. We did ham. They're gotcha. not big turkey people. Gotcha. So we did the ham, but fine. I helped with the sides. I made, like, the cranberry sauce. I helped with the mac and cheese, and I made Ooh. the mashed potatoes. Ooh, the good yeah. stuff. It's, nice. it, you know what's funny is the movie we're talking about today, I felt like it uh, kind of hit me, like, with Thanksgiving. Is that, like, now that I'm a little older, I helped make the food for the kids. Yeah. And, like... I, it's not that I haven't been sitting at the adult table, but but to see like a table full of kids eating the food you made was the just generational like, change. Yeah, it's just kind of like it hit different. Like after seeing the movie, you know what I mean. I did really think this was a good movie for this week. <laughs> what about you, Ro? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I um, had an okay <laughs> Thanksgiving. I like compared to your guys' stories, not really. I mean, um, we kind of turned it more into like I guess more Christmassy. We ended up getting my mom an air fryer, so she made some food on the air fryer. Nice. That nice. was cool. We never had had that. Um, they ended up going to my grandma's. I just stayed back, watched a couple of movies, watched an, another movie we're going to talk about next week. Um, yeah, it was a good time, though. I had the four days off. So Rose used to spending Thanksgiving at my place, but we didn't actually host this year. So That's true. Gotcha. Yeah. Maybe next year we'll be hosting again. Not too sure. But movie time. Yeah. yeah. Movie time. We, we we saw Come On, Come On this week. The latest film by Mike Mills. Yep. Starring Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. First role since The Joker. I know. I was so curious to see what he's going to do after coming off of that. It was really good. Don't dude. think he disappointed at <laughs> all. <laughs> uh, right off the bat, really, really good movie. Yeah. Let's just start with that. Yeah. Um, this We probably won't get into any spoilers this episode because this movie's been kind of hard to see. We wanted to see this like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. We've been trying, yeah. Yeah, we've been trying. Um, I think that was one of the reasons why it wasn't on our most anticipated list that we did is because we just kind of knew we were going to do it yeah. already. But I kind of wish we had just to maybe get people a little more excited about this movie because I think this is a really good movie for this time of year. It That's is. What I was going to say. Yeah, it seems like uh, it's unfortunate that it's kind of hard to watch if you're not in the L.A. area. Or very certain theaters around you that seem to be in very the surrounding far. area. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know why they're doing that. Maybe they'll release. You know, they're doing it out LA and why A twenty four tends to do these slow rollouts with their movies in select cities, and it, then they'll push it later. Like maybe next month it'll be yeah, more available. That makes sense because this is a movie that I could see winning 
some awards or at least be nominated. See, I don't think it will, you but think I, so? I think it deserves it, but I, I don't think, think so it too. will. I don't think this is the type of movie that's going to get too much love from the Academy. I Maybe feel like it's not. a little too small, a little too intimate for them. Is there a category for child actors? Uh, no. Oof, the birds the are going bird, crazy bird, today. Do you guys see? I don't think you guys can hear that, but it sounds like Hitchcock outside. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think this movie is going to get nominated really but woody norman the kid actor mm-hmm. I, i'm guessing that's why you're asking exactly right? yeah he's amazing in this film i learned today that he's british and then to have that american accent the entire movie and have such a good performance oh, man, he's really good yeah, yeah i was really impressed by his i don't know if he's actually nine years old like he is in the movie maybe he's a little bit older but what a phenomenal performance from a kid actor yeah i can't really think of a Movie that's been released in the past couple of years that has had a better, better child acting performance. I think um, the reason it also, which makes the movie really good, is that you have two actors that um, are really like bouncing off each other really well. It's very believable. Joaquin Phoenix is obviously a really good actor, but this kid is matching up his tempo. And it's like you said, not any. I have obviously there's a lot of movies we don't get to watch or haven't seen yet, but lately his performance really stood out to me too. I thought it was really good. I agree with you. The way that they they seem to have really good chemistry together, and like you said, the way that they're able to bounce back and forth in these very emotional scenes was impressive. I was impressed. I have not seen any of Mike Mills' other films. Okay, but I know he did Twentieth Century Women. Okay, uh, that I believe was nominated. It was not best original screenplay. Best original screenplay. You know, that's actually funny that that's what it was nominated for because I was going to mention that the dialogue in this movie and the way it was written is, like, so believable. It Mm. doesn't sound like a movie at all. It really felt like you were just watching in on, like, someone's actual life. This movie felt very, like, documentary style more than it did, like, a feature film. It did. And I really liked the way that he was able to capture, like, a movie that was so intimate but also had, like, a lot of scope and scale as well because of the... like the logistics of the movie, it's like uh, Joaquin Phoenix's job as a radio journalist. Right. Just this big movie that goes from like LA to New York to New Orleans, and it's just the story of an uncle raising it, yeah. like helping raise his nephew for a little while. I uh, this movie, this movie and Spencer kind of reminded me of a lot of each other, just okay. based on the intimacy. Mm-hmm. Like you really, like I know we talked about in the Spencer episode, it feels like you're almost transported there, and you're watching like a home video or something. Yeah. I felt the way same way with this film. Like, I really did feel like you were just watching two family members, you know, experience this experience, you know, like just going through everything that happened. It was it was very believable. And yeah, I don't know. They they really reminded me of each other kind of like that. I do wonder if the best of the kids get the best of the kid gets pushed out in this film because Joaquin Phoenix was himself a. Uh, like an actor at at such a young age, like with a kid and his like a, his brother, right? Yeah, he was a child actor. So as I feel well. like maybe he's more empathetic to knowing what it's like to be in that position. Like, and that makes the kid comfortable and makes it his best game come out for this movie. I saw in an interview with Mike Mills and Joaquin Phoenix that, um, oh, you know what? It wasn't actually with Joaquin Phoenix. He was with Woody Norman, the kid, mm-hmm. right? And uh, they were asking how they found him. And that they were doing, uh, like, a casting call like they always do. And that Woody Norman was the second kid that they had seen. And he was like, this is perfect. And that they didn't even know that he was, like, 
they're like, oh, he's British. And he, Mike Mills was like, oh, an American kid who lives over there. And they're like, no, like he's British. And like, so he's like, he has the accent and everything. And like, he really just blew him away in that this movie was like really hard to get made because Mike Mills had to like convince Joaquin Phoenix that this movie would work, that they had met a couple of times and they discussed the script and like they went through the script where Joaquin Phoenix was playing his character and then Mike Mills would play the other parts and Joaquin Phoenix didn't believe that they were going to be able to find a kid who could do I this could do movie. Wow. And then when they found Woody, he was just like ecstatic that like, okay, like we, we can, can get this, this made now yeah. because if it, he said, if it wasn't Woody, that they probably wouldn't have made this movie because it was too precious to him to, of an, it was too precious. He didn't want to just make the movie not the right way. Right. I could see that. That's really cool. And I also, I mean, I'm happy that they were able to find him because without Joaquin Phoenix, I also feel this movie probably doesn't work as well. No. Like how many people can really give that honest and open of a performance? Yeah. I, I saw a lot of people saying that they felt like Joaquin Phoenix was just playing himself. I don't feel that I way. I don't feel that way at all. But I think I take that as more of a compliment to his acting because he really did feel like just such a everyday normal person. Yeah, I feel like it only takes about 20 minutes or so before you like the facade of it being a movie kind of fades away. Right. And yeah. you're just in the world now with them. You really get transported. Yeah, I told uh, Alvaro when the movie ended that I was like, I couldn't see it ending for some reason. I didn't want it to end. I was like, so am I just going to watch this uncle raise his nephew Go for, for like years and years and years, yeah, years like <laughs> like some documentary series where yeah. I just keep checking in on them. But yeah, I don't I don't feel that way at all. I don't know. I think I get what they're saying about Joaquin Phoenix's like demeanor, how he kind of carries himself. But I mean, it, it plays with the like the dynamic and the, like the dynamics of the movie. Like it, it makes sense for his character to be somewhat like how he is in the real, in real life. But when you realize like what's going, like the things that he's been through just recently, like heartbreak and like mm -hmm. a loss of a family member. <laughs> I come mean, on. Yeah. yeah. Come on. What are you talking about that? He's just acting like himself. Exactly. He's, he's been through some shit in the movie and that's why he has this like uh, attitude towards life. Yeah, I, I want to give a big shout-out to the director, Mike Mills. Um, I know you said you hadn't seen any of his films. No. I have seen his film, uh, what is it, The Beginners? Beginners, Beginners yeah. yeah. Um, it's with Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor right? and Christopher Plummer. Mm -hmm. And Christopher Plummer won a supporting actor for that. What um, year is that? Uh, it's, I think it's like early 2010s, maybe. Okay. Um, I'm not positive. I don't have it written down. But, uh, no, that movie's phenomenal. I haven't seen 20th Century Woman, but it does seem that Mike Mills really has this grasp and understanding on how to present like families and family dramas and stuff that everybody deals with but i don't know i feel like with a lot of dramas they kind of push it down your throat mm -hmm. like you know just like crank up the waterworks like let's make this as sad as possible and with beginners and then this movie come on come on i didn't feel like that was the case everything i felt was very believable um like the the stuff that they were dealing with the issues with you know father and you know, all that stuff in the movie, it, I, it felt believable. And that makes it even more dramatic and heart-wrenching, I think, to me. Yeah. It's the fact that it is a real story that happens to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I saw him say that Beginners was about his father. 20th Century Women is about his mother. And then this movie is about his son. <sighs> and that he he was really nervous about how to, like, approach this movie. Because I believe... and. 
excuse me if I'm wrong, I believe I heard him say this, that it's because his parents have passed away that it was easier for him to make those movies Mm -hmm. because he's their child. So, like, he felt entitled to his opinion and, like, what he had to say about, like, his parents. And that's why he made those movies. But, like, with his... He also didn't realize that, like, because he has, like, sisters that they also had to deal with, like, the repercussions of, like, him making a movie about his family. He said once that, uh, and I'm sh- I'm, I'm probably going to butcher the analogy, but, like, the, the sad clown, like, Pagliacci or whatever, like, going to the doctor, and the doctor's like, oh, you should go watch this clown. And it's like, oh, I'm the clown. I, yeah. Yeah, but that he's had people, like, mention his movies to him who didn't know that he was, that the, he was director, the director, that he should watch that movie because it would probably really help him out. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. And, like, the same thing with his sister. Like, his sisters have been told, like, oh, you should check out this movie. And it's like, yeah, that movie's about that my dad. My, that that movie's me. about my yeah. mom. Like, Wow. Yeah, so that with, like, his this being about his kid, like, the reason he didn't want to make it a father-son movie uh, is because he felt like if it was an uncle, that it would play better this idea of, not knowing how to raise a child navigating raising a kid yeah yeah, like so for every every second every sequence of this movie joaquin phoenix doesn't know what he's doing because he's not a dad and he's kind of like emotionally stunted a little Mm -hmm. bit because of what's happened to him so now every single moment is just like it's added drama because he doesn't he doesn't have any like idea of how to even approach this at all that's a good point. Yeah, so that that was really why he didn't want to do, like, the father-son route. But I still think that he portrays, like, a father-son relationship pr- kind of beautifully I think in this too. movie with, like, very little words. It's mostly montage sequences. And it's uh, Scoop McNary. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. I love Scoop McNary. I'm familiar with him from uh, Narcos, Mexico. Nar- yeah, yeah, I knew he's in that. <laughs> I've seen him in uh, True Detective Season 3. Oh, he's in he's that season? really good okay. in that season. Shows um, up once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, he was Oh, in yeah, that. he does. And Godless, it's a mini series on Netflix. It's a Western. It's really good if you haven't seen it. Oh, Nate likes the Western <laughs> series. Who could have seen this coming? But it's good. It's him and Jeff Daniels. It's phenomenal. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, Scoot McNary was in it. He was in it for such, you know, not a long time. Obviously, a supporting role. But when he was in it, I felt like he did a really good job. And he also, I felt, because of the way they used his character with like so little like dialogue between him and the mother, who's played by Gabby Hoffman, and she's like phenomenal in this role and the way she was able to well i'm getting kind of ahead of myself but yeah she was really really good in that role but with scoop mcnary i like the way that he was able to portray that like warmness of like a like a beautiful father-son relationship just through his like body acting Mm -hmm. and that was one of the times where i really like noticed and it hit me like while i was watching it like this is so good like on an acting level was just watching him and woody norman like play little games where they're yeah. mimicking each other's uh like movements like oh, he'll yep. like pretend to play the piano and like Woody Norman will pretend to play the piano and then like he'll pretend to get in a car and drive away and then he does it as well and I was like I know that's probably like basic acting class stuff that they teach actors when they're really young <laughs> like how to actually act and right. not just pretend but it I, that alone like that small little acting exercise that they were doing with each other i was just like oh this is so good, it was good. <laughs> i think that's what's cool that plays a big part of why this movie works is we as an audience don't get much from his character as a dad and those are the memories like neither does he he has very small memories with his dad yeah and that's it's a all really very, good point very like what you said tactile like there was no talking it was very like i have these memories and then that's why we can relate with the kid and know that 
there's something missing there. Like he has a father that loves him, but I've, as we'll talk about later, there's something impeding them from actually having a real, real relationship. So all he has is these memories. I feel like that's a, I, I really like that point. That's a, that's like a, that's a really good point. Mm, <laughs> Sorry. Is. I'm getting a little no, caught up is. on that, but, um, I feel like that's just a, the way like we are as kids is like you have these memories and they're kind of like these little like sequences in your head, like with your own music of like, oh yeah, like when me and my dad were young and we used to play and like, you know, you don't necessarily always remember the good and the bad stuff. You just mm -hmm. kind of remember these times and then for him to like really show them in a way that was just like so... I'm going to keep saying this is like just warm. Like it that's is. how I felt watching this movie. It was very warm. And like movie. it was really, it was like a nice hug that I needed. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It, it After was. Some it of really the cold was. movies we've seen recently. Just everything. They yeah. allude to that too in the movie. There's a part in it where he tells him about like remembering stuff, you know? And he yeah. tells him like, you're not going to remember this trip. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but I like, I am like, what do you mean? And it's bouncing back to what you're saying. You'll grow up. And things will mean so much to you, but you start to forget detail. You start to only remember. It's like the way that I thought, like I think about that personally is like looking back on things as a kid and remembering things. It, like it's almost like a trailer. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Like you have this. I remember that I went and did this like to Disneyland or something, but you don't remember exactly what happened. You Not don't remember how long you waited in line. You don't remember what you ate probably, but you do have this little highlight reel of things. Mm -hmm. And then exactly. so for them to be able to like, I don't know, kind of really grasp onto that. And then at the end, when Joaquin Phoenix is explaining to the kid, like, you are going to forgive most of this. Yeah. It's just such a, it's a feeling that I think everybody knows. It's like, this is, it's the feeling that this will become nostalgia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this moment is going to become nothing but nostalgia. This and I don't know. It's just, it's such a, such a human feeling. I, I just love that. That's it. a really good point. I as connected well. with it really hard. You on guys that. are making some fire points today. I feel like it's because this movie is, that's how good this movie yeah, is. Exactly. You know that's what I mean? It's like every, anybody that's a human needs to see this movie. I feel like, this you know, movie it's relatable to everyone. Sorry to keep cutting you off. No, go ahead. Say, it's just a quick point, but this movie breaks the fourth wall in that way. Not like it talking to you, but emotionally it connects with you. And then, like you guys said, this movie I wish people could see for Thanksgiving. Because like you have maybe your father's not there anymore or your father's been gone in your life because of whatever reasons. And you see stuff like this and it shows you that it's not supposed to be easy. And yeah. That, that's how it breaks the fourth wall. For I me. really like what you said about how it breaks the fourth wall because I feel like it does this literally with like throughout this film, Joaquin Phoenix. He's a he's a radio um, journalist, journalist, right? He's doing like a documentary series, right? And he's interviewing children to see what their views on are upon like for the future. Most of those interviews were real kids, yeah, and their real thoughts about that, right? Um, so in that sense, it really does break the fourth wall and it brings you the youth the youth thoughts on the future. And I just think it's interesting, like, looking back on it, because I had a lot of those same th same thoughts. And it's just interesting looking back on it when you're older and seeing how things change. And, like, I don't know. This movie was just... I, what it tried to accomplish, I thought it did really well. It made me, like, feel kind of like a kid again, mm -hmm. even though we're... <laughs> I wouldn't say, like, on the Joaquin Phoenix side of <laughs> life, yeah. but just getting older and being closer to, like, being 30. And just... But this movie, like, hit me in so many different ways because I feel like it was so much more personal than, like, a lot of the movies, probably all of the movies that we've talked about yeah. so far, where it made me think about, like, my life, you know what I mm -hmm. mean? And, like, um, I guess I'll get it, like, a little personal. I'm not going to say too much, but 
uh, me and my wife have like it's one of her little cousins who we've really helped like take care of like always and like I met her when she was like two years old is like when I first started dating my wife and now she's 10 or 11 and she remembers so much about like all of the like good times that we've had with her because like every time we see her we would like make it a point to like I want her to have like the best time that she can have like when she's with us because I always remember like when I used to have like a good time with like an older cousin or like an uncle like how much that still means to you today you know what I mean and like she remembers like when she was and this is how I know kids can really remember like things that are that are important to them even if they don't remember the individual moments like she'll remember when she was two years old and we took her to Disneyland she's like do you remember when I was like crying and then I would like fall asleep and then you got mad because I was crying and then (laughs) you took me on this ride and then we went home and like she she'll bring it up every single time we Mm -hmm. see her She'll talk about it to her mom or her grandma. Like, do you remember when they took me? And like, yes, we remember when they took you. And like, that means a lot to me because it meant a lot to me when I was a kid that someone that wasn't my parents would take their time to like want to form a bond with me. You know what I mean? And I think one of the main messages in this movie is about how it's a cliche saying, but like how it takes a village to raise a kid. And (laughs) you see that like, Joaquin Phoenix has to help his nephew, but then the real world doesn't wait for you and your family's problems. So he's has to go back to work and his radio journalist partner helps him with the kid. One of their assistants helps them with the kid. Random people are kind of watching the kid for a a moment when they go to New Orleans. And I remember nights where like my parents would, uh, okay, we're going to go to a concert tonight. You know, parents want to have a night out and I would go stay with an uncle or I would go stay with an older cousin and even though I knew my parents were going to come back, those times would be scary. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, damn, I do want my mom or I do want my dad because you're not my mom or you're not my dad. And then to see like Woody Norman's character go through that throughout the movie is like what I mean about this being so personal is I feel like so many of us have these interactions. I think. Sure. And yeah. then what you were talking about, about not like squeezing all the dr- the drama out of this is like what I'm saying is it was it would be something as simple as like my parents just going on a vacation without me. Right. But it it didn't have to be as dramatic as like my parents died. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Because even when you're a kid, your parents going on a vacation or going out for the night, it, it kind of feels like yeah. this, especially when you don't understand what's going on. So I just feel like this movie really <laughs> hits like so many people's personal memories about their childhood as well, because we've all kind of been through this. I think it does. And there's like, like, you have all of this that you just talked about that we've been discussing. And then you also have this kid that is aware that his father is sick. He does have a like a very good dynamic with her mom where the mom is telling him, trying to explain to him what's wrong with their dad. Then you have the mom and Joaquin Phoenix, their brothers. They have their mother that, that was sick with also, I'm, I'm guessing also has to do with bipolar disorder, some type of mental disorder. But so you have a whole family who has these issues that obviously is running through. And then you add all of the real life stuff that's happening. Uh, life doesn't stop for you. And I think that's where this movie becomes very, very personable, personal to some people. And it, and it really, the way that they portray that anxiety from both sides, like, I, I don't know how to help her raise this kid. And this kid trying to find normality in this weird situation is where this movie, like, excels. And why it's like, I think it's really good. I think we should talk about the mom. Yeah. Played by Gabby Hoffman. Viv, right? I'm not really too familiar with her, but I am now. You know she was in Uncle Buck? 
No, is she yeah, the little girl Maisie. from Uncle Buck? That's why I thought you said that. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had mentioned to Nate, <laughs> me and Nate, Uncle Buck stands. I love it. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. My uh, one night when I was young, I spent the night in an, at an aunt's house, and she showed us that movie okay. because she really liked that movie. And like, so that's something that still sticks with me to this day is Uncle Buck because I remember watching it with one Looking of my aunts. With your aunt. That's cool. And then for her to be in this movie now. Yeah. That's just like a weird little full circle moment yeah, for me. Yeah, Gus had texted me and said that, you know, it would be a perfect uh, double feature for this movie is Uncle Buck. And I was like, you're right. And then <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on, it come could on. literally be like her growing up and then that's her family. Like, it just keeps <laughs> on going. But Yeah, seriously. But yeah, no, she was super good in this film. I, I don't, I honestly don't even think I've seen anything with her in it um, since she's been older. I think maybe the only film I've seen with her is Uncle Buck. I know she is in quite a few oh, things. She's in Girls, I think. Oh, really? HBO series? I seen a funny quote today because I was looking on IMDb about her. And she was like, I don't necessarily, like, I like my job. I just don't like doing it often. Mm. (laughs) So maybe that's why we're not (laughs) so familiar with it. She's in Field of Dreams. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a long ass time ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's closer to Uncle Buck than it is to now. (laughs) It is. But yeah, she's phenomenal in this movie. And she really does a good job of carrying, like, the, well, the weight that mothers carry. Mm hmm. Um, she kind of has to walk Joaquin Phoenix through this entire thing and she's parenting him while he's parenting her child. (laughs) And most of her dialogue is like through the phone, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like a, I found it to be, um, like that, that's kind of like a challenging thing to really get like a good emotional performance out of, but. I thought she did a really good job. I thought it didn't. Did bo- it didn't bother me at all that most of the time she's just sitting there talking on the phone. No, no. I thought it, it was an accomplishment, honestly. Yeah. Um, no, I thought she did really good. Um, like you said, she really did carry the weight of you know the maternal weight that is being a mother. Uh, it really just made me think about. It really made me think about my mom and just you know all the times when you're like you said, guess when you're away and just the the constant communication and making sure that everything is okay is something that you don't think about as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like you don't think about that stress and that, you know, I don't know. So I thought she did really, she good really job. had the toughest job. I mean, she's got a husband who's going through it and he's in a different side of the state. <laughs> and then she's got a kid who she's trying her best to explain what's going on. And then she's also like her and Joaquin Phoenix are mending their relationship that's been broken. Yeah. So it's just so much. And I also think a lot of what this kid shows is like anxiety like, or he's predisposed, obviously, this kid to also follow the same route, which they kind of talk about a little bit. But that's also her trying to manage that to check to make sure that this kid doesn't have manic episodes where they become very serious due to like, because obviously this kid's trying to also understand what's going on. It's not normal. I did really like in the movie how she was trying to, she made it a point to even tell Joaquin Phoenix that she was trying to allow her son to express his emotions because she was worried that that's going to become, that's obviously the problem that happened with, you know, his father. Exactly. Um, But that, that's more of a clinical, um, you know, diagnosis with him. But like, yeah, she's just trying to make sure that her kid understands and knows how to express his emotions because she knows that he is a bit different than most normal kids. Like he doesn't have friends, he says. Um, Mm, That's a good point. You know, he only spends time with adults, adults. really. Exactly. And so those are, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but those are warning signs, I feel like, as a parent. So her just trying to get through that is just so much. This movie was so good. (laughs) (laughs) It really was. Yeah, I really liked that it was shot in black and white 
um, they asked Mike Mills why he decided to do it, and he was like, well, many reasons. I'm sure one of them is because it just looks fucking cool. Like like you keep saying, it's the warmness of it, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it gives it that extra uh, layer. I, I made a stupid little joke where I kept going, where's the rest of the movie? <laughs> because of the format. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a rectangle, yeah. and there's still some like black bars on the screen. Um. I think it was like one by four point three or one by one four three or something. Not, it's not wasn't traditional. It looked good. Yeah, I'm not really too um, knowledgeable about the different aspect ratios. To be honest, I can just tell when I'm seeing something yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's just something about black and white. I feel like kind of takes you out of reality. I've really thought about it. There's this one shot where when Joaquin Phoenix gets to L.A. and he parks his. Uh, he either gets out of a taxi or he parks the rental car that he has. And it just showed LA in this different like way that you don't really yeah, see yeah, too often. I know exactly. Whereas like the neighborhood and then you can see like the big city I love that behind shot. it. And I kind of thought I was like, if this was in color, I really don't think this would look as cool. Like lush as it does. I just remember I just, I was looking at that and I was like, that just looks like every Southern California neighborhood I've ever seen. Like, you know? Yeah. So I just think I think he's. I think Mike Mill said that like it was the taking you out of reality and putting you into a different world yeah. that black and white allows. That I guess color. It's not that it doesn't do the same thing, but I just think it's a it's a visual switch. So you have to differentiate. Like that's not what life looks like. So I am watching something. Yeah, like, I'm watching a, a movie. It's I'm watching a, a story. Yeah. I'm not just yeah. I think it, it maybe helps with that documentary aspect. That's of it what I was going to say, too. It'd maybe be a little too documentary if it was in color, if that makes sense. As no, yeah, it, as simple as it seems like a maneuver to just change into black and white, I think is when your brain sees something visually change into that, then you can start to see it. You know that you're following not any regulations or rules from outside, but you're in this story and it's in, in its regulations. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to talk about um, oh, shoot. Sorry. Um, well, obviously, I want to keep talking about the movie. I kind of <laughs> lost my train of thought for a second. I got <laughs> I got caught up looking at a mosquito outside. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry about that, it's guys. It's all good. Um, what I was going to say was that this movie... Oh, sorry. I remember now. I wanted to talk about the kids that they were interviewing. Okay, yeah. There we go. That stupid mosquito. I don't know why I got so <laughs> caught up looking at it outside. It's because it kept banging on the door. Uh, <laughs> um, me looking now. The kids that they were interviewing in this movie, I know that Nate said earlier that those are real kids that they were interviewing and they were asking them real questions. I saw uh, Mike Mills say that he, the kids had no idea that Joaquin Phoenix was going to be the interviewer. Okay. So like some of these kids are like, why the hell is the Joker interviewing <laughs> me? <laughs> that's so funny that's so funny um that's kind of but crazy. they also because they're little kids i guess they kind of just went along with it and they're like okay, okay i guess this is what he does yeah. too and those answers that those kids gave were really really deep I was just and i think that the older you get you sometimes forget that when you're a kid you have these like really big concerns for the entire world yeah. not just yourself and I mean, I'm. It's warm. It was beautiful. Like I keep saying, but it. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe this movie. It was real. Yeah, except like seeing the good in humanity. That's. I did want to talk about that. Is I felt like this movie was like. What did I even say? Um. I yeah. I thought it was like an honest look at life. Like it was a realistic approach to life, and it was like it wasn't super 
I mean, I, it was more on the optimistic side than pessimistic, but I wouldn't even say that it's just truly optimistic. It's just like it's a just realistic real. appreciation of the world that we have, you know? Yeah. I mean, even when you're going through these things, like how the kid is going through with his dad, there's still like a lot of like precious moments that he's having with his uncle that mm-hmm. he wouldn't have if there, if this wasn't happening. Yeah. Because... Joaquin Phoenix says in the beginning of the movie that he hasn't seen his nephew in like a year Mm -hmm. and that she's like, he's grown so much. And like throughout the movie, the kid kind of tells him like, you don't even know me. And he he can't really say anything because he doesn't. doesn't And he hadn't made that effort before. And now he's with them 24 seven for like, I think it's like two weeks. Probably Probably two, two two and a half weeks maybe. Yeah. And he has to like just build this relationship in this small amount of time. And it's it's real because i mean i'm sure we've all spent time with family members that we didn't really know that well mm-hmm. and you do get to know them like <laughs> pretty quickly once you're yeah. spending this kind of time with yeah. them you know you're like what the hell and like i feel like your family members are more likely to share stuff with you too like when your parents aren't <laughs> yeah necessarily you, you get around. like a different yeah. side of people like yeah because they have to be real especially mm-hmm. if they're not parents so i just like i said this movie just really hit me on like a personal level it was very Similar to a lot of things I went through as a kid. Not necessarily like the stuff with my dad having like issues like that, but just getting to know your family. Yeah. Like, especially when you're really young. Growing up <laughs> and understanding emotions and, you know, yeah. Yeah. And there was a weird dynamic there between them because the kid was aware that the, his mom and him hadn't been talking for a long time. And he's curious as to, well, what's up? Like, what? Because she probably won't share too much as to why. Or she, she does tell him because there's certain things that he knows about him. That he's also taken back that he knows. Kids really know how to ask those questions that like hit you right. They pierce the armor. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just hit you in this place where it's like it brings you back to reality. Like, what did you just say? <laughs> yeah. There's a couple moments in this movie where and this is why Woody Norman is so good. It's like he can he takes control of the scene. Yep. And it's like it's my scene now, and I'm in charge, and I'm gonna ask you some questions. And then Joaquin Phoenix becomes the vulnerable one. Mm. And sometimes it is like that when you're talking to a kid because they just they know how to just they got that death beam right on yeah, you exactly. <laughs> when they want when they want to. They have it right on you, and they don't pull any punches because they do are they do they are generally curious to why you're not married why you don't have kids or whatever yeah. and then the older you get these are not questions that you're <laughs> if you can't answer this question how are you gonna tell okay, a little kid exactly. <laughs> that's a good point because they that's like one of the questions that he asked him makes him kind of like sit back and think about it and he goes well you'll get it well i hope you don't get it actually it's like one of those things like this happened to me and i can't and answer this question for you because even I don't understand why this happened. He's like, I just hope it doesn't, you don't have to deal with it. But you also only will understand once it happens. Exactly. To you. And to have, that's like you're saying, like sometimes when you're talking to a little kid, them asking you that question is the first time you thought, what is the real answer to this? What is the black and white? This is the question. What is the answer to this? And that's not how life is. And so to explain that to a kid, like you said, in, in, in this movie, there's just the scenes where he takes over the scene because of that. It shows you how It's the way kids take is. over in real life, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, why aren't you married? Uh, I'm not ready. Why aren't you ready? Uh, it's complicated. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because you don't understand because you're a kid. Like, yeah. You just, you, you don't get it yet. And 
I'm an adult and I don't get it. So mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm supposed to break this down in a way that you're going to understand. Exactly. Break it down to me like I'm five years old, yeah. right? Michael Scott. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, I like, yeah, I like everything that you guys are saying. Um, I did, I did see some people say that they thought that this, the, what was written for Jesse in this movie for the kid actor, they thought it was a little bit too adult maybe. And you could tell it was written by adult, but Oh no! Oh yeah, a ten-year-old wrote this movie. But like, what are you gonna have? Like, you're just gonna have a. I don't know. I feel like people don't give kids as much credit for as smart as they how smart they really are. Like everything that we're talking about right now. Like they see things, they notice things, they see patterns in people's, you know, lives. And I feel like a lot of people do just write kids off, and they they hit them with the old oh because I told you because I said so. Yeah. Like that's not an answer. And I feel like this movie is it's almost a look. Is what if you don't answer those questions with that response like what if you really do have this kind of give and take relationship with your kid or with your nephew or whoever and like hopefully that really does help them for the future like help them understand things better and see things more clearly because i think that's what i don't know a lot of problems that people have is you get older and you're like oh shit this is how it really is where if you can prepare kids and get them to understand their emotions better when they're younger maybe they'll be more prepared to make positive changes in the future. I think there's proof in that, too, to back up what you're saying, despite what we heard from the kids, because they're real questions, and their responses to it, like you guys were saying, is a little bit more, I guess, more mature than you would expect, but that's because you have low expectations for kids. I know that they edited it. I'm sure they asked 100 course, kids, and one kid had a dumb answer. Uh, like, I don't know. Huh? Yeah, ask what to think about, about the future and girls <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and video yeah, games, yeah. which is like, yeah, that's fine. But there's also kids who have been exposed to things and they're smart and they pick it up and they know that like their their relationship with their parents, they saw that they didn't work out. So they're forced to know what a divorce is. And so though that kid becomes he has a different view in life. I, it did not go over my head that the locations they chose to go were New Orleans, Detroit and then L.A. and New York. New York. It's a lot of like lower income areas and they were asking some of these kids about like what they know about Katrina, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When they're in new Orleans or, um, I think like one kid talks about how they don't have a dad. So he is okay with his sister looking up to him as like her yeah, being the right. dad, yeah, you know, yeah. there's just like, so, and that's what I mean about like, there's these moments where like, and like even, even Woody the, or Woody Norman, Jesse, um, he lives a pretty like <laughs> I'd say lavish lifestyle for mm-hmm. a kid, but you even see that it doesn't ma- it doesn't matter that just because the lifestyle he has doesn't mean that he's not going through something as well. Exactly. And he's going th- like all these. They found kids who are really going through shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They didn't just find kids who are yeah pizza and video games. <laughs> like yeah. kids who have actually seen and been through shit. And like I, that is why those types of kids are more emotionally mature because mature. they're mm-hmm. forced to, not because they want to be. Exactly. And yeah. I, I did like that a lot of those kids that, you know, I think it was a girl that they interviewed from Detroit. She just kept talking about like hope in the future. Yeah. Just kept talking about how she's hopeful that you know, I, it's just so good. Like, I don't know, seeing the hope that the kids have in those in places like that. You forget how hopeful you were when you were exactly, kid, right exactly. about everything. The hope better. and the dreams <laughs> and the aspirations. And yeah. Yeah. This movie really was just. I don't, I, it's definitely one of my favorite ones that we've seen. I, yeah. love, I loved it. Yeah. And I can't wait to see it again. Anytime I see like a little snippet of it or uh, like when I'm flipping through Instagram and like the promotional story will come up, it just, (laughs) it looks so good. I'm like, oh, I want to be in that world. And like the soundtrack they picked is so perfect. It just, earlier what you said about like nostalgia, Mm -hmm. I feel like 
right now we're in a time that is so obsessed with nostalgia yeah. and like reliving it. But I felt like this movie was creating like nostalgia. True nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. And um I know we mentioned like the kid talking about forgetting stuff, right? And there's this uh like narrative device that goes on throughout the movie where Joaquin Phoenix every night records like kind of like a podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that's why this movie was hitting so close <laughs> to home too, right? He's <laughs> um, like us. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, he like does a, a nightly journal and says everything that happened, even down to the small moments. Like, and I then you were that. mad at me, and then I made you feel better, and then we went and did this, and then you fell asleep, and then you woke up, and because the because the kid tells him like, well, Joaquin Phoenix tells the kid like, you're gonna forget all of this, and he's like, well, can you make sure I don't forget all of it? Like, can you do something so I don't forget all of it? And then at the end of the movie, you see that he gives him like the recordings and he put like it's something for him to play. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, recently telling my mom that I wanted to start doing that. Like, I know we're doing the podcast, obviously, but I kind of want to start recording these like intimate conversations like with my wife, or, like my mom or like even just like my friends, like not about anything, but just talking. So like in 20 years, I can play it back and be like, what was I talking about then? Like, what was I worried about? Like, what did I think about yeah. what was going to happen in the future? And like, how different is my life than I what was, I thought it would be like? I was thinking about that, like the entire, probably like the second half of the movie. I was like, that would be really cool to do something like that. Cause I mean, I used to keep a journal and stuff and even, I don't really so much anymore, but going back and reading it like three, four years ago, it's just, it's just crazy. And you were worried about so many changed. different things than you are now, exactly. right? Like nothing is the same. And then you see like the things you worried about when you were younger, you're like, why was I even worried about yeah. that? Right. But nope. it felt like it was the end it, of the world. It was world. the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. It, really though. And I, I, I really loved that the kid like was like learning to ex- like express himself in this movie because I mean, that's so important. Like when you're a kid is to like feel like you're allowed to express yourself. One of one of like towards the end of the movie when mm-hmm. him and Joaquin Phoenix, I mean the, their time together is basically over, and Jesse is just not dealing with. He's unhappy, and Joaquin Phoenix is just trying to get him to say that you're not happy. Yeah, and he just keeps saying, "I'm fine, I'm fine." He's like, "Just say that you're not fine. And that Scream it's okay. it out, yell it out, just let it out." And they they start screaming and yelling and just keep going back and forth. And then by the end of it, they're both like laughing and crying, and they can have that embrace to say goodbye and. It's just so good. The emotional intelligence behind this movie, yeah, I loved it. I yeah, really even, loved it. Yeah, even like he spent this time with his uncle, and he wanted to go home. He missed his mom, but then when it was time to leave his uncle, he didn't want to leave his uncle either. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, damn, now I'm going to be missing out on this. Like, I remember when, like, maybe, like, an uncle from out of state would come visit. Like, I would cry when they would leave because I'd be like, I know I'm not going to see you for, like, a really long, a long time. time. And, like, when you're a kid, even a year feels like forever. That's what I'm saying. You drive in the car for 30 minutes, and it's like, a lifetime. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, I might not, like, okay, recently I seen a cousin that I hadn't seen in, like, 15 years. That was so wild that's crazy, to me. yeah. And then, like, when I left, I was like, is it going to be, like, another 15 years? Like, that's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't even know the person anymore, but it still feels so familiar when you see him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie really, really hit, man. It did. It may, it brought tears to my eyes. Like I know. I looked end. over and Nate had a little. He had one tear like Denzel and Glory. <laughs> I was like, that's what he said. The I looked at. I looked at guys. I was like, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. But it, it was, was really the first. Good. It was the first tears of the grand cinema. It was. They well deserved, man. Yeah, man. I don't think any movie is gonna hit like this. For not for a not while, like this. I, I think. Um, I told you guys before, like the movies we had watched. So I watched this on Wednesday, 
And then I watched the movie they were going to talk about next after it. And then I watched Punch Drunk Love. And then I was like, like, it's a, that's pretty three sad movies to go through. You know what I mean? But You, you okay, buddy? But that's why, <laughs> but that's why the, the other movie we're going to talk about, I felt like it's talking about the same message in a different way. And to, to, I guess, really experience that type of feeling during Thanksgiving is what really made me more, I think made me more thankful that I'm not like, I have my issues with my family, but they're not that. And I think that's like when, you know, a movie is really good because it makes you relate to your situation, even though it might not be the exact same thing. And then, yeah, so this this movie, I wish I could watch it again. Like it's one of the movies that I wish was we could watch on Apple TV or something. But because yeah. there's so much more, I wish I could remember what the kids were saying specifically in those because they're just overlaying factors of what the movie's trying to tell you and just teach you these lessons and. That, yeah, kids obviously know it, but to remind you as an adult, because you might have forgotten by now what these bad moments or good moments are all about. Yep. <laughs> this, yeah, man, this fucking movie. I mean, shit, even I feel like now, like sometimes when I'll talk to my mom, I'll say something to her and she'll be like, thank you, because you reminded me of like something I taught you. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's like, and f- for her, like that's, it like, it's important, you know, like she realizes like, like that stuck with him. And now like he's, he's telling me yeah. <laughs> and I taught him that, you yeah. know what I mean? And I have moments it's like just like the it's cycle. So cool. Like, yeah, it's just like, it just shows you how like the older you get to like, it's not that you parent your parents, but that you, they can see like their hard work payoff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of like, I raised a good person. It's validating, it's <laughs> yeah. validating to them to see like, Oh, something that I taught you, you, you are still using, or that's, that's where your morals come from. It sticks to what I taught you at first. Yeah, man, this fucking movie. And Tina has this most, like mostly what we've been talking about is what this movie made us feel. And like, that's the type of movie that it was and why I think it's so good. It's other movies were way more like a lot of the movies that we've seen this year, like something like Dune, for example, like we're so entrapped in the fantasy of that. But this is like real life. This is real gritty. This is relatable. This is almost knowledge, like reading a book to make you feel like this is how your life, you should look at your life. I can guarantee you anybody, <laughs> almost anybody has been through this this movie. Yeah, like, there's no way. There's no way. Whether, like, the, the situations vary, obviously, but I can almost guarantee every single person has gone through what happens in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a movie about life. Like, yeah, life it really itself. is. And the, the, you know, the give and take that there is between the older generations and the younger generations. I rarely feel, like, this thankful for a movie when I walk out exactly. like that. Not thankful that the movie, like, what it did, but how it made me feel about, like, my own life. It, again, this is a movie, I mean? like, I really, I wanted to go hug my mom. I wanted to, you know, reach out to fan. Like, it's just one of those movies where it makes you think about this This things. is a perfect movie for this weekend. It and is. I wish more people could have seen it. I know. If you, <laughs> please go see this movie. When you can, hopefully you won't have to drive too far out of your own area to go see it. We luckily didn't have to, but it just really sucks that this movie is not being promoted that way. Even if you did have to take a trip to go see it, it would be worth it. Yeah, it would be worth it. It really would be be worth it. Take some family with you. Take whoever you're thankful for, because I'm sure they'll appreciate it as well. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Um yeah, do you guys want to start wrapping it up? Yeah. I don't think we have too much more no, to say, No, I don't think right? so. I, I really just want to say I'm really appreciative of this movie. I'm really appreciative of Mike Mills for this. Um, this was just such a unique movie and the ability that it had to, I don't know, to bring all this together. It was it was impressive. 
it's a perfect movie for the holidays, I think. You know, go see this movie. I love it. Mike Mills, if you happen to hear this, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. <laughs> it's such a good movie. You guys want to rate it? What do you guys give it? Oh, five families out of five. I think this is a perfect movie. I think I so, really too. do. I keep teetering between four and a half and five, and... <sighs> It's a perfect. It's a I perfect put on. Movie. I mean, on Letterbox, I gave it a five. But on my Instagram, when I did my little like poster with the rating mm-hmm. that I always do, I said ten out of ten. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It, <laughs> yeah. Is so that good? I think this is a perfect movie. Yeah, I do too. I had it at a, f- like I had it at a four, and the more I talk about it, now I have it at a four and a half out of five. Basically, yeah, nearly perfect movie. Obviously, about a very like. I guess I would say a, a point of view of life or how to take life. So whether that's for somebody to, they agree or not, I guess that's maybe what might be like deter someone from thinking it's a five, but I think it's well executed in almost every way, visually story wise and especially the acting. Yeah. Yeah. I would say this is one f- funny thing that I wanted to bring up was the, I just kept thinking about it cause he's like, you've never been to New York. Oh, and I yeah. kept thinking he about that. He gatekeeped a nine-year-old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. What do you mean you've never been to New York? Do he's you even travel? He's looking at him like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like, I'm nine. <laughs> but that that even just bounces back exactly. Like, he's treating him like an adult already, yeah. just right yeah. off the bat. And that just continues in the movie. But yeah, this movie was great. I loved it. Do you have a rating for it, Nate? I'm going to give it a four and a half right now. Four and a half? Yeah, I'm going to go okay. four and a half. I want to see it again. I swear, I, th- I see it again. I think it'll be a five, but it, <laughs> was, right, it was really good. So we highly regard this movie. I guess on average, it's a four and a half out of five, even though I give it to five. But yeah, man. Um, uh, do you guys have a code word? Keyword, no yeah. code word. Family. And like don- you have to do um, one of those Toretto. little things. Asterisks. Oh, yeah. Okay. DM us. Asterisk. Dom Toretto voice. Family. <laughs> no, you don't have to do all that. Just DM us family if you made it this far into the episode. <laughs> like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Appreciate all you YouTubers out there subscribing to the channel, commenting, interacting with us. It means the world to us. Super thankful for you guys. If this movie taught me anything, it's to be a little more thankful for everything. Yeah. Go, so, t- go tell your mom that you love her. Yeah. Go give... Uh, a niece or nephew a hug if you have one let them know that you care about them just anybody in your life that you care about uh yeah dm us grand cinema hotel on instagram like and subscribe on youtube uh bye family goodbye <laughs> family <laughs>